0: If you were going to meet somebody really famous and you needed to relax really quickly, how would you do it? Luckily for my guest today, that was taken care of for him. This is the Greatest Story Ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. You might be asking yourself, what kind of story fits the bill here at The Greatest Story on the Podcast? I mean, I've had plenty of different types of stories from more high-profile people, like former White House Press Secretary Dana Perino in episode number 18, and of course, 2016 presidential debate folk hero Ken Bone, way back in episode 3, look at me name-dropping. Of course, there's also the story Dan Levy told of the time he and the ball boys at the United Center scarfed down the Orlando Magic Clubhouse spread when the team had to leave early. That wasn't the most earth-shattering story, but it was certainly memorable for Dan. I might have to track down some of the flyers out of Chicago from earlier this week. There was a United flight out of O'Hare that immediately ran into a hailstorm, completely shattering the windshield. Thankfully, the skilled pilots were able to turn around and make a safe landing without incident. And it's entirely possible the passengers didn't even know what was happening. But if I actually knew what was happening, I probably would have needed a change of clothes afterwards. You know, that's the sort of story we're looking for. And whether you're listening on an airplane or sitting in a dark room all by yourself for some reason, please rate and review the podcast to help new people find the show and keep the pipeline of interesting stories flowing. My guest this week is the co-host of the morning show on WMYX in Milwaukee, and before that, he was the producer of the morning show on FM 106, and that's where we cross paths. Tony Radar Hess, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, uh, not a problem, Keith. It's always great to chat with you. It's always fun, especially to reminisce.
0: Now, I think that uh, you know everybody who works in radio has probably met somebody, you know really noteworthy and and, and famous um, you know uh you know comedians musicians uh sure. you know all sorts of people uh come through a- any radio station uh, even if you're doing uh, angry politics like I usually end up doing um you know there there's people coming through all the time but uh one person I've never crossed paths with uh directly, although I have had an incident uh is Willie Nelson. But you have,
1: yeah, my path crossing with Willie <laughs> was not an incident, um you know, like right now, I am doing the morning show at a pop station, uh the mix in Milwaukee, and before this, for seventeen years, I worked in country radio, so mm-hmm. I cut my teeth in country, you know, I was an intern, uh, I wound up becoming the producer slash uh, third member of the show, and so in seventeen years, you come across and meet a lot of people. Uh, some of the big names, you know, like Reba McIntyre, Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney. You know, you meet some, some pretty iconic people. I had a chance to quickly meet George Strait before his concert at, state, or at, uh, uh, at Summerfest. He was supposed to play State Fair, but they had to cancel that, and then his Summerfest show was, was much bigger and much better a few years later. So, so yeah.
0: All these people are so big that even though I'm not into country, I know who all, the, all of them are.
1: Exactly. And 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 that's why I always tell people, they're like, who'd you meet? And I go, well, you don't look like a country fan, but you probably know these names. And they're like, whoa, that must have been cool. Uh, and it was cool. And and, and a lot of times, like Summerfest, like State Fair here in Wisconsin, you have other country music festivals that happen throughout the state. And mm-hmm. one of them is called Country Thunder. And that actually happens pretty close to the border of Wisconsin and Ili- in, in, in Illinois. Um, yeah, it's I think in also, 20.
0: Both Chicago and uh, Milwaukee sort of uh, both, you know, piggyback off of that.
1: Yeah, it's a long, uh, it was a five-day, then they cut it to a four-day festival, Um, but we would switch off different days hosting. So maybe there'd be a Chicago station hosting a Thursday night, maybe a Janesville station or a Madison station would host Friday night, we would host Saturday, uh, the Milwaukee station, and then the next year we'd switch up days. Well, the one day that we were able to snag back in 2003, Is was a night that Willie Nelson was the headliner. So wow. what I mean by hosting is we're out there, wowing the crowd, schmoozing the crowd, shaking hands, giving out different trinkets and you know maybe bumper stickers or window cling-ons, T-shirts and everything. All the while, the music starts like at noon during the day and runs all the way till midnight. So it's like a 12-hour day. So as you're out there, you're trying to stay busy, you know, and I'll tell you what, they, they like to give you food and drink for free, at least that back in the day they did. So I was always happy to work that. I'm like, I got my meals. I got my booze. I'm ready to roll here. and Plus, <laughs> plus we've got our our great fans, you know, and and people that we met from Chicago uh, and I grew up in Des Plaines, um, So there were some people who said, dude, we went to school together. And so I was always really excited to get down to country thunder because you know, you'd, you'd meet people not only from Wisconsin, but like I said, Illinois, you'd all of a sudden start forming these friendships. And, and then a few years later, you know, you're, you're down there again and they're like, man, I see you here every year. And so it's, it's kind of cool to to do that. But the one night that we got to host in 2003, again, was the, the Willie Nelson was, uh, was the headliner and the headliner doesn't go on until like 10 o'clock at night. So we've got these other acts and I can't remember exactly which acts were, were on that night. So, so you've got 10 hours of music. Ten, yeah, 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 and and before all these acts go on stage, they set up uh, a deal with Country Thunder where there would be a meet and greet, which you know that's like a backstage thing where you know you come through as a fan if you happen to have a a meet and greet tag on your leg or your shirt or whatever, it's a little sticker that says yes you can be backstage and you get to meet your favorite country artist or maybe an up and coming country artist, maybe a a newer person who's just making the scene, whether it's a guy, a girl, a band, whatever. And those bands usually play like the, during the day when there's not a lot of people there, a lot of the crowd, you know, a lot of people like to camp. So they sleep in and, and they'll come and see the the music uh, a little bit later in the afternoon. Plus they're also hung over. So they're trying to sleep off the night before naturally. But as you get down there to work it, uh, at least this is what happened um, in my other job, You'll go up to you know the those in charge of the country thunder, and they'll say, "Okay, here's the list, uh, here's the times, and there's a certain area we have to be to to record these." They have a nice little uh, setup in, in almost like in a gazebo, a little covered area, and uh, and and then once you you do the an interview with them, you're actually being filmed to be on the jumbotron before the concert even goes on. So not only do do the fans get to do a meet and greet with the artist. But as the host radio station, they'll usually put some of their on-air personalities up there to uh, to do the interviews. So you get to interview, you know, like I said, somebody who's up and coming, and that's always fun because you're like, okay, I have no clue who you are, but we're gonna try and, and talk about how your career has gone and and what you're excited about, you know, Wisconsin and everything. And it's just a quick, you know, five minute interview that they'll film, put up on the jumbotron, so that like at let's say, you know, the, the concert or, or whoever, Neil McCoy, I think was on that night. He's a, a, a classic type of a uh, singer, a throwback country singer. He yeah. goes on at six o'clock. We do the recording an hour earlier by five fifty five, Boom. The, the jumbotron pops up with the interview. And then people can say, Oh, here he is. Okay. He's getting a chance to talk. Okay. Kind of makes it look like you're talking to him backstage right before they hit the air or hit the stage. But really, you know, it's the magic of <laughs> magic of radio and magic of Of country music festivals. Mm -hmm. So throughout the day, I've got these different people to interview, different jumbotrons to go through, different meet and greets. We finally, I I look at my itinerary and I'm like, oh man, it says TBA for Willie Nelson, interview, jumbotron, meet and greet. And I'm like, man, that would be so cool if I got a chance to even just shake his hand, take a picture and say, boom, we're we're done. Yeah. Well, as the night goes on, I keep getting these updates from the Country Thunder people saying, yeah, you know what? He might do an interview. He, he might actually do the jumbo, Jumbotron. Don't think he's going to be available for a meet and greet. Well, Willie actually did make himself available for a meet and greet. Now, again, he goes on stage at 10 o'clock. At about 7 o'clock, they're announcing. They're like, hey, he's coming back to do this meet and greet. He's going to actually meet like, you know, 20 fans. They're so excited. So I go back there thinking we're going to be able to do an interview. We're going to take pictures. We're going to be able to to do this jumbotron interview. Well, I got shot down by his road manager, who I met for the first time that night. First time I talked to him, he was like, "Ah, Willie's not really into that. So he's probably gonna he's probably just going to say hi to the fans, you know, and and let them take some pictures and be on his way." All right. So in the meantime, I've got to try and round up some you know some fans that want to meet him. And so we're doing little games, little a contest to try and win a meet and greet pass. I give out the last one and I turn around and I go, I don't have a meet and greet, so I can't go meet Willie Nelson. This really sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I gave him all away. So that was no problem. I'm watching from a distance going, oh yeah, there's the man. There's the icon, you know, Willie Nelson, farm aid. I mean, I grew up, my dad talked about him. I I grew up listening to him and there he is. You know, he, he had just turned 70 that year. So if anybody's wondering, how does he remember 2003? It was a very iconic year for me. My 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 third child was born and I got a chance to see Willie Nelson in the flesh. He just turned 70 and he's still out, you know, doing shows and, and especially something like like Country Thunder, which there are 60,000 people in this farm field down at Country Thunder. So for, for Willie to come out and, and, and play in front of that many people, I thought it was incredible for him uh, to do that right here in a small town of Wisconsin. So. I, again, don't have a meet and greet. I'm like, great, this, this just sucks. About an hour goes by and I get the road manager uh, looking for me. I, I've got Country Thunder people saying, dude, the road manager's looking for you. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, let's go and talk to him. Go meet him in front of Willie's bus. And I'm like, all right, um, how do I know which one's Willie's bus? They go, <laughs> trust me, you will know which one is Willie's bus. All you have to do is take a big deep breath and you'll follow the scent. As you know, Willie is totally into weed. He loves his weed and everything. So I'm like, all right, I'm going back there. And I must have looked like a a freaking, you know, bomb sniffing dog. I'm like going next to buses, going, no, this isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't it. Well, there was one bus that's kind of parked way back in this uh, secured area on this uh, farm where this where Country Thunder is. And I'm like, I wonder if that. Oh yeah, I just got a whiff. the The wind was blowing from the south. You know, it's a summer night. And there it is. There's, there's that. It's either you know what we're out in the middle of nowhere, in a farm field. Is it a skunk or is it Willie's bus? So as, <laughs> as I follow the scent, sure enough. In, in it,
0: addition to that, the bus had a giant bandana on it, so that <laughs> probably helped.
1: Yeah, it, it also had little uh, you know ponytails that are yeah. braided on the side. So yeah, there's Willie's bus. So I go over there, and sure enough, his his manager sitting outside in a lawn chair, and he's like, "You radar? Okay, yeah, yeah. I I." was supposed to be in the meet and greet, but I didn't have a meet and greet tag. No problem. Willie said, uh, he can do an interview with you, but we're going to have to do it back here outside in front of the bus. So if you want to go tell the country thunder people to bring their camera here, we can do it, you know, in the next half hour. So Willie, Willie actually is, is ready to do it. And I'm like, wow, I get a chance to talk to Willie. This is, this is incredible. He goes, it's only going to give you five minutes, but you know, that's what they told us. Okay. Yeah, no problem. We're not going to sit and chat for a half an hour. So I'm running around, you know, telling the Country Thunder uh, contacts like, hey, where's our camera guy? We got to get back there. Uh, Willie is going to be ready in like a half an hour right in front of his bus. So we finally get all situated. We go in front of the bus. We're standing there, which seems like for an eternity. And all of a sudden the. uh, The door opens. It's not this road manager that I've met twice. It is a big, burly looking security guy with another one that steps out. And I'm like, okay, this must be his handlers, his bodyguards. He probably want to be out here with us, you know, just in case somebody jumps the fence and wants to go rush up to Willie. The one guy goes, you the radio guy? Okay, Willie's on the bus. And I'm like in my head going, yeah, I get it. Yeah, Willie's on the bus. He wants you to sit down at his kitchen table on his bus and do the interview. Okay, that we can do. Uh, before, <laughs> before we go on the bus, though, he's got to give me a pat down. So I'm of like, "All course. right. Yeah. Nope, no problem. I, I get it. I'm going on an Icons bus, man. I'm like, "That's fine. You go ahead. I want to
0: make sure you're not taking any contraband on there.
1: Hey, touch me wherever you want, okay?" Now, as he's doing this, you know, I'm getting kind of nervous. I'm like, "You know, I've talked to, like I said uh, earlier in our podcast, uh, Keith. I've talked to Tim McGraw, Reba McIntyre, George Strait. I'm I'm like, I've been cool with them, but for some reason, I am super nervous right now, you know, almost like I'm forgetting all the questions I have, what we we're going to talk about. so this both security guys lead us on the bus, and we only go about a quarter of the way back, and there's a nice big round table. it's almost like a traveling condo. some people say apartment building these buses are traveling condos with the the different showers and hot tubs and bedrooms and kitchen. I mean, this thing, you wouldn't even know you're on a bus. That's how big it is. When you walk in, you, you think you're in a condo. So I sit down at the, at the table, camera guys getting all situated. And now I'm really feeling nervous because as I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, I smell a lot of weed. And, <laughs> and I hope we don't get busted because I'm on the job. <laughs> you know, all these things start flooding through my head. And as the camera guy sits kind of next to me, because he's got to film, Willie and, uh, and me doing the the interview, he goes, dude, are you as nervous as I am? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know why. Why am I so nervous here? So the security guy goes, Willie's back in the bus. He's getting ready. He's getting all dressed up so that he can just hit the, hit the stage right away after your interview. So he said, just, just hang tight. As we're sitting there, another guy walks by. And naturally, you know, he's he's got some natural willy uh, in his in his cigarette mm-hmm. They walk by. And as they uh, they walk by and they're kind of all gathered around to watch this interview, I started feeling this sense of calm. <laughs> Honest, honestly, I was I have never been that nervous in my life walking on the bus. But as they're standing around, I was like. You know, I should be really nervous right now at these two burly dudes and some other people, I have no clue who they are, but I am all of a sudden starting to feel really calm and his road manager then come walking down and he sits down at the table and he goes, how you guys feeling? You good? Cause Willie is in a great mood. He's ready to talk to you. And as the road manager's talking to me, I'm just kind of looking past him going, I have now got a contact high. I am really good. I told. You've I remember never saying relax before. Uh, yeah, I said I am really good too, sir. Whenever Willie wants to come down and talk, we'll be ready. I got nothing else going. <laughs> I remember telling him that, and he kind of <laughs> smiled and said, "That's what I was hoping to hear." I'll be right back, and he's chuckling and looking at me. And as I look back on that, I know what they were doing. So I just kind of sat there and said. Yeah, matter of fact, the, the camera guy's name is Steve. And I said, cause I, I remember that he was there every year. And I remember this one and I said, how are you doing, Steve? And he's like, man, I'm, I am great. We are dialed in. We got a lot of battery on this thing, on his camera. I said, I, whenever Willie comes down, I'm with you, man. This is going to be a great talk. And I think he and I, as we talked after, we both felt it. There was a lot hanging in the air that really can calm you down on Willie Nelson's tour bus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, imagine. I, I didn't really, you know, get a chance to smoke it with him, but let me tell you something. There was no problem with me. I would not have passed a a drug test after this interview. But I'll tell you what. It really relaxed me. Willie came walking down the hallway cuz I happened to be you know, kind of sitting there looking to the left and I went, "Here comes the man himself. Mr. Nelson, how you doing?" you know, and I stand up to shake his hand and and he's like, "Well, I'm good. How you feeling, son?" and I went, "I I am feeling real good. And he's chuckled. <laughs> never, never forget Willie going, <laughs> that's what we were hoping for. Why don't you have a seat and let's let's do this interview. And I'm like, man, I'm just really glad that you have agreed to do this. I got some chuckles behind me too, because I, I don't know, I must have been talking real relaxed. We chatted about his, his career, obviously, He's still touring at 70 years old at the time, which by the way, he's 87 now and 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 he still yeah and he still has the cloud hanging over him i swear but man <laughs> i could have talked to him forever it felt like we talked forever i was told by our camera guy yeah we went about seven minutes but uh nobody was saying anything like you know hey we got to wrap this up i finished up i remember shaking his hand and i said i will see you on stage sir now mind you he says, that's great. It was great to meet you. Pats me on the back as I'm leaving. And, you know, it's almost like the parting of the Red Sea. These security people open up. One guy opens the door and says, Y'all have a good night. And I said, Man, I already had a good night. I, I am good to go. As I'm walking to the stage, I'm turning to our our camera, the camera guy, Steve, and I go, I have to go on stage and try and introduce him soon. And he's like, Good luck with that. I have to try and edit this, man. I am feeling like He goes, do you feel like the gravel we're walking on right now is like a pillow? And I said, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I'm walking on grass. I was walking on gravel. I said, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I'm walking on grass. I think that's what you're feeling. And he's like, no, 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 man. We had this gravel grass talk going back and forth. Again, I've kind of faded in the memory. I can't remember exactly what was going on. But I did know that I had another contact near the stage to say, here's your microphone. You ready to bring Willie on? And I went, man, I am so ready to bring Willie. on." (laughs) 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 You know, know, in in radio, if you're going to go on stage before a concert and just welcome the crowd and say, hey, coming up in a few minutes, here comes Jim McGraw. Here comes Willie Nelson. Here comes Alabama. Here comes, you know, Willie Nelson. You're supposed to be sharp. And, and our rule was no drinking before you go up there because you got to make sure that, you know, you're not going to say anything stupid. Mm -hmm. As I got up there normally, uh, you know, and I've done it before, Keith, I, I've had a few, you know, before going on stage and, and I've told myself, Ooh, make sure you don't mess up here. Okay. Just relax, relax here. I didn't have to do that going on stage. I took the microphone away from the stage hand and I went, I am so ready to introduce Willie. How's everybody, is everybody as cool and calm? And just having a good time as I am, because this is going to be a killer concert, man. I am telling you what, I can't wait to walk out there. The thing that I do remember is when I did walk out on the stage, the lights kind of went down, and as they did, I could see just a sea of people on this, on this hill, and I was like, man, all these people are here to see Willie Nelson. No, they're not. They're here to see me. <laughs> no, wait a minute. You're here to see Willie. I had almost like had that struggle in my head. Like, uh, I don't even care why they're here. I hope I said the right things. I know I was trying to say, are you all ready? I know. I, it, it, usually when you're on stage and if you see an MC on stage, they're more, you know, they're all boisterous. They're trying to get you up and going. I think I was pretty calm. Well, There's, I was. The most calm intro I've ever done.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you ever go back and watch the video and it turns out you were talking like half speed?
1: You know what? They didn't video me on the stage. Um, my cell phone had died. Now this is 2003. So I, we really didn't have a lot of pictures and stuff, but my cell phone had died during the day. So I was screwed there. Um, I actually borrowed one of our promotion people's, uh, phones to call my wife and say, yeah, I'm going to introduce Willie. I'll, you know, I'll be home, blah, 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 or whatever. I must've did a great intro because I can remember turning around and walking back to hand the microphone to the, to the stage hand. And I heard this roar and I was like, Oh, Willie must be walking out They're Like, But that wasn't the case. The stagehands came up to me and said, dude, you are so funny. You did. You killed it. You nailed it. You almost stole thunder from Willie. I hope people are that loud when Willie comes out. And I was like, "Uh, I don't even know what I what I said after a while, once everything kind of wore off, I was like, oh, my God, I hope I didn't say something that made it seem like I was bigger than Willie Nelson. But they were like, no, man, you killed it. That was a great intro. Willie really comes out, the crowd was even louder than than when I did it, and uh, I could not believe that that I made it through that night. It was a wild night because it's one of those days where you wake up in the morning, you do your radio shift, maybe you cra- grab a quick nap, and then I'm like, ugh, oh, gotta go down to Country Thunder, it'll be a lot of fun, you know, I gotta do my job. That did not feel like a job that night. That is is something that is burned in my head. My brother, who's a big Willie Nelson fan, almost every Christmas says, yeah, and I, at least I, I didn't get a chance to go on Willie's bus. And, oh, man, how, how was that again? He asks me about it every year. And it's been 17 years since that happened.
0: <laughs> well, it, it would be a noteworthy event. So I, I could see that.
1: Uh, and then shortly after that is when um, another country star, Toby Keith, came out with I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. And apparently uh, his weed is really strong. So I was like, you know what? I'm glad that I didn't partake. I'm glad I had the whiff. I'm glad we had the cloud hanging over the table uh, because that sounds like that it might have done something else. I mean, I just had the contact thing going, and it was going for a while to the point where I was telling our promotion staff, "I'm going to watch most of this concert because I really got to wait let this wear off, man." Because I I am really flying here, and finally, you know, towards the end of the night, I wound up staying for the whole two hours that he played, uh, maybe like two songs before he got done. I really felt like, okay, I'm I'm normal again, and that's when that's when I started thinking. What the hell did I say on stage? I got to try and find this guy. Yeah, I didn't wind up I wound up not trying to find anybody after that, but I was like, "Okay, I'm going to ask my promotion staff, make sure I didn't say anything bad." And they were like the next day, they're like, "No, no, no, man, you were great. Everybody was cheering and roaring. Uh everything was fine. You were really loose." And I'm like, "Yeah. Yeah, I can feel that." <laughs> but that that is it. That that's the story that will go down uh in history for me so far in radio. I mean, I'm still working in radio. Who knows what what will happen um but for right now, 2003, Willie Nelson on his bus. Uh, getting Pretty much getting high on his bus was, was crazy. Well, my
0: Willie Nelson story is, uh, is a little different because, like I said, it doesn't directly involve uh, Willie Nelson. But yeah. uh, uh, back in, uh, in 2017, so a little, uh, you know, not, not quite as far back as yours. Um, so I had been working on a radio show in Chicago. And then, um, you know, I, I won't get into the details, but there were some shenanigans that, in, that ended with me leaving. Oh, and, what? And be, because the, essentially, to, to break it down, the program director did not like the host that I was working with. Oh, boy. And so his way of dealing with that was to get rid of me. Oh. And so then he not only got rid of me, but he brought in another producer that that host had specifically said he didn't want to work with. Oh boy. So that happened. And then you fast forward a couple of months and suddenly that morning show is tweeting out that Willie Nelson is dead. What? Who would do such a thing? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Not so much that morning show, but that producer that had replaced me. Oh my gosh. Exactly sure where the rumor started. I mean, both of the hosts actually have, you know, connections and in, in, in country and everything. So I would imagine they probably heard something, but that producer was basically responsible for WLS killing Willie Nelson for. for <laughs> uh, and, you know, literally, if you if you look up WLS and Willie Nelson, you'll find stories saying, yeah, this radio station randomly tweeted out that Willie Nelson was dead. He's not. He's
1: alive. He is still alive. He's 87 years old, my friend.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so so that, that probably not quite as entertaining as, as your Willie Nelson story, but uh, that, that's as close as I've come to any interaction with, uh, with Willie is uh, the, the, the other producer that replaced me uh, killed him for a couple hours. And so I, I feel like I won because that, that's, that was sort of the highlight of his time there. And then <laughs> I went on and did other things.
1: I'm going to say that is a win for you as well. Uh, for me, I could have died and gone to heaven after uh, walking off of Willie's bus because that was a highlight for me right there. <laughs> if you had
0: died and gone to heaven, you wouldn't have seen Willie because he's still alive.
1: No, and I probably wouldn't even know where the hell I was at that point, to tell you the truth, because I still remember the the feeling and, and the calmness. <laughs> I mean, I probably was in heaven at that point.
0: Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks so much for sharing your story,
1: Tony. Keith, absolutely. Anytime. Uh, I'll try and uh, and dig in my brain if I can find any cool ones like that, <laughs> if you want uh, more. But uh, yeah, appreciate it. Love uh, love chatting with you.
0: If you think you can top Tony's story, by all means, shoot me an email at greatest story ever podcast at gmail.com.
1: Gabatron.